0: It's Thursday in the NHL, and that means you are tuned and tapped into your source for fantasy hockey news and daily degenerate gambling breakdowns, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And with news across the league, we need to get to Tristan Jari, Huber big-time bets. We got a big-time episode ready to go. Thank you for joining us. Let's tap in.
1: You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is going on, everybody? And welcome back inside the lab to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. On this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your First, listen, every single day, we are a part of the Locked On Network, your team, every single day. Steele, I missed you yesterday, big time, as always. But what I'm not missing out on is all of the news that's going around the NHL. I feel tapped in right now. Maybe it's because I got a little bit extra time on me hands. But I have eyes on everything going on in the NHL right now. Some of it. I'm not really liking and I got to start with the Jonathan Huberdo situation. Not on today's episode. We're going to talk about Jari, but I mean, with what I'm not liking, Huberdo is going through the motions out there. And I actually love the head coach move of him benching him for the whole third period. We're going to talk be about him. Thank you. We're going to talk about him, the flames. What's going on out West. Once again, Tristan Jari. Let's talk about that first before we obviously get to the end of the show and big time bets. I'm hyped for your bets today. 11 game betting board, but. Tristan Jari, that play, I don't know if you saw it. It didn't look good. And head injuries, whiplash injuries, neck injuries. He also had a cut on his face. They're never good. But what's not good is what's going on in Pittsburgh overall. And that's what we're got to start. Flip it over to you. No pun intended. What's your take on this? I don't know if you saw the play or not. He was bloodied above his right eye. He made 21 shots, stopped before his exit. Hit me with your take on this because there's a lot of pressure in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm just hoping it's not that serious,
1: and I know it looks pretty bad, and obviously with the cut around his eye doesn't Mm. help the situation, but I'm really just hoping that it's just a tweak in the neck and no serious concussion on the play. You know, at first glance, it didn't really look too hard of a hit. Like, I've seen bigger hits when guys are flying by the blue paint, so it didn't look as vicious as we've seen prior in different instances, but obviously uh, any contact to the head and that little motion right there, you're the always going to be, yeah, the whiplash motion, you're always going to be a little stunned, a little shocked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, hopefully it's just a minor tweak to the neck. Um, But honestly, this actually may be good for Jari to get some rest and quickly regroup oh. mentally and physically. Uh, okay. And just take a little bit of a break because, I, I haven't been too happy with his game and at the same time I'm not disappointed as well. I'm in the new you know, in the middle somewhere. I'm in neutral territory about how I've watched his game so far this sure. season in the nine games that he's played. He's right. four or five and oh. Uh he's got two shutouts, but he's got a nine oh seven save percentage and a two fifty-one goals against average. It's not yeah. great stats, but it's not horrible. But again, just the inconsistency right now, because I know he has the confidence, but it's the lack of uh, the the lack of consistency that has really uh, been the most uh, aware so far in the first nine games. You know, he played great the last two against the Sharks and Ducks, not the greatest of competitions, but again, played two great games against those before he obviously got injured. And then the two previous to that, he allowed three goals on nine shots against the Ottawa Senators and had four goals against on 27 shots the previous. And then five games before that, he gets a 31-save shutout against the Colorado Avalanche. So the very uh, fluctuation of his playing ability right now and the inconsistency, because I know he's got the talent, I know he's got the confidence, but really just trying to find a middle ground of bringing that game from game to game. So that's what I'm looking for in a little bit of this regroup rejuvenate. Again, we're only nine games in, but it looks like he needs it again with something uh, of of an injury that could help him.
0: I actually don't hate that angle that you're taking because I don't know what he needs. If it's a reset, if it's some time to rest, uh, you know, through an injury, I don't know. I don't hate what you're getting at. What I am a little bit cheesed about here is this Pittsburgh Penguin situation overall is they don't have the luxury of Tristan Jari being able to do that as much as I agree with you. He might need that time. I don't think actually, though, after I look at his numbers, that I'm actually doubting his ability. Overall, 121 wins, 65 and 20 is his record. 913 save percentage, you know, in his uh, career since entering the league in 2016, 2017. It's about his ability to stay consistent and stay in that crease. We know he's dealt with injuries, and we know also, Steele, that this is the oldest club in the NHL, and their core pieces are all within the ages of 33 to 37. Eric Carlson comes in with a whole batch of other new faces. Ryan Graves, Riley Smith, Lars Eller, Nola Chari. We like those moves. But what happens when, and I think you and I both agreed on this point, that chemistry, growing pains with that many new players in the lineup is going to happen. And I'm a little bit concerned about this Pittsburgh Penguins team's ability to turn this around in enough time to get it done. I know everyone that I talk to right now, everyone's always like, but it's early, but it's early. People. They have one less point than the Philadelphia Flyers, and they're in a metro division that has the Rangers, Hurricanes, Devils, and Islanders, and we're not even talking about the fading Capitals, which I think you and I can both agree on that one. They're probably going to be out of the picture, but still ahead of the Penguins. And lastly, Magnus Helberg comes in in relief of Tristan Jari. Alex Nedeljkovic is on the IR. I'm actually not quite sure if there is a clear-cut return for him. I think it's sooner than later, but I'm really not sure if Magnus Helberg is the goalie that they have to rely on. Of course, Steele, this makes him fantasy-relevant because week-to-week he's probably going to get the run-out now. But what does this mean for the success of this team? I'm really concerned because you and I also can agree on the fact that this core, at some point... Latang, Malkin, Carlson, or even Sid, even though Sid's been very, very healthy, someone else is going to get banged up. And if you couple that with your starting netminder being down, this team is not deep enough to come back from those kinds of injuries.
1: Yeah. And the fact that we talk about as well, like you were just mentioning, that it's still early on in the season. Look, we're nine games in for the Pittsburgh Penguins. We know sure. that you can't win. Ah, uh, you can't win right away to start off a season, but you can certainly lose oh, uh, and miss the playoffs to begin. So, just because it's mm. early in the season doesn't mean that it doesn't mean as much as it does later on or in Respect. the middle of the season. So, like that look, they and we know again, like you've said so many times, yeah, that this is going to be one of their last, if not their last chance. Window, with his core right now, window closing, get going, to get going, uh, to get going in, on the offensive side of things, help down yeah. in the defensive side of things, and their goaltenders. So. Mm. There's a lot of things going on with the Penguins right now that need to that need to get wrapped up real quick because there's been some ugly moments out there. I think the one highlight that I've really liked is Riley yeah. Smith. He's been a great right. addition to the lineup yeah. so far. Six goals, five assists, uh, and he's playing great up and down the lineup. But Love other than that. that, the bottom six, the guys that Kyle Dubas has brought in this offseason mm. haven't panned out so far. We know this is one of the older teams, probably the second yeah. second oldest team in the NHL right now. Mm. And they've got to figure it out fast because you can't rely on Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and even Jake Gensel to do all the things in the offensive zone.
0: Shout out to Josh Wegman of the Score app, longtime friend of the show to make the highlight and point that. The underlying metrics for this team have actually, they've been kind of unlucky. They're right in the middle of the pack of the power play again, right in the middle of the pack on the penalty kill. They've actually scored in the top half in the NHL in total goals. They've been a lot better than I think their record has indicated, but, This is the NHL, and you made the points. This will catch up to you very quick, Steele. The rest of this episode is going to catch up to us quick, because right around the break, we're talking about Jonathan Huberto. We're talking about the Calgary Flames and what's going on out west. And, of course, 11 games on tap for the NHL betting board tonight. I got to pay these bills. Christmas, the holidays, Hanukkah, (laughs) everything's on the way, Steele, and we're saving up those pills. But today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical We spend a lot of time talking together, fantasy heads, you and I and Steel. We get fired up together, wins, losses, who starts, who sits. And we're all thankful for you listening in every day and that connection we have today. I want to chat a little more personal. We just learned about a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or any other prescription, and it's possible because of our friends at Jason medical steal. This is a good one. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for discounts as well. If you or someone you love could get peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code on for 20 bucks off your purchase.
1: And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues and the NCAA, your team, every single day. Flip's making me laugh over here on the other side of it. (laughs) I probably should have read
0: that one through a little bit, but that's all right, my man. Anyway, we're back, baby. We're We're back. We'll get better on the next one. Sorry about that. All good
1: in the hood for today's episode of Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. You had me going there
0: for a minute. I was chuckling.
1: It's all that good. was serious. It's awesome. That was
0: the read. Anyway, we don't need our boy Lock on our scene, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> exactly. But let's talk about the Calgary Flames again. Jonathan Huberto gets benched. Uh, I don't think this yeah. is the first time. It might be the first time he was benched for the entire period, but yes. he has been benched before this season because of the lack of effort huh. or just the lack of being able to get things done get things done with any mates or anything done offensively and there's a lot we got to talk about there's a lot i have to Mm. say on this subject matter as well but i want you to start off with this and where you feel uh as a gm for fantasy Mm. hockey if you own this player where do you go from here as well as what do you think could he turn this around in the near future
0: So I think this is right at the time of the season, steel fantasy wise. And I said this on yesterday's episode that a lot of GMs, like let's say you've struggled to start the year. You're maybe down the line, the standings in your league, or you've lost a bunch of matchups if it's a head to head and you start to fade out and you start to like really not pay attention for a little bit. This next little stretch, I swear is so critical because even if you haven't performed in some of these guys who are really big names in Huberto. And obviously it doesn't matter how much he gets paid in terms of your fantasy teams, but the big money guys, you can't look. Someone dropped Matty Beniers the other night. He had two assists. Someone dropped Jordan Cairo last week, all over it. This is just one of those situations that I would say right now, it's very close to letting go of Jonathan Huberto, for sure. He's going through the motions out there, Steel, I would just hate to be, because probably you're invested into this player at a pretty high round. Yeah. So I would say this, depending on your format, depending on where you are in your league, and depending on where you drafted Jonathan Huberto, and lastly, who can you fill in for him? I'm going to say this. Leave him for one more week. I want to see how he responds. I love this move by the head coach. Is it Ruxa? I always yeah. butcher that. Ruxa. I like that move. I think more players in the NHL could probably stand to do better from some of that motivating. Anyway, Jonathan Huberto, this year's steal. Not good enough once again. Two goals, four assists. I say, wait one more week. Let's see how he responds. But my goodness, what another disappointment for a guy that I think Steele looks to be just going through the motions. And he gets sat for the whole third period, yeah. and that team came back and won. So what does that tell you? Just saying, just throwing it out there. It's a big message to the entire group of the Calgary Flames sitting their
1: highest paid player, most likely that should be their best player. When a player yeah. makes 10 and a half million, this is the eighth highest mm. contract amongst forwards, the 10th highest oh. contract overall in the NHL. But when you yeah. make that much money, you have to be the best player almost every single game. You mm. have to be the one driving, the, you have to be the driving force especially mm. on the offensive side of things. You know, like you said, he's going through the motions right now. I feel for the guy because you can see it on his face. There's nothing he can do. He's trying out there, but no matter what, it looks bad, whatever way you look at it. the And again, mm. it's not just him. The entire team is struggling to find chemistry right now. To find, you know, find the open man and actually capitalize on scoring chances. But again, when you're the highest paid player on your team and you're in the first season of this yeah. monster contract that you just signed uh, and yeah, two yeah, seasons yeah. ago, you just had 115 points. Um, you need to be the best player right now. And yeah. right now he's the worst player. So personally, <laughs> when it comes to, you know what to do <laughs> with him, I personally wouldn't have the strength to drop him. Others might be like we've se- like we've seen. Yeah, yeah. He's down no, to 54% on Yahoo and 64% mm-hmm. on ESPN. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not have the strength to drop him unless this continued up until the new year. If by okay. January 1st he's still not scoring, he's still not producing, the peripherals okay. are are down mm-hmm. and and he's only got maybe like 20 20 points by then. Yeah, that's that's my, you know, line where I would be, okay. I'm done with this player. But it would be hard to lose to lose Jonathan Huberto because, you know, what he's capable of
0: last year. Obviously, him not getting it done plays into the fact that a lot lot of GMs are going to not have that patience. And I think it also just comes down to and I think we've seen. Also, I straight up love all you guys in the comments, DMs, YouTube, (laughs) everywhere, asking all these questions. We're flooded with them. We're trying to get back to all of them. Keep them coming. But what I've been saying to people is I think it's a week-to-week basis for me for Huberto. Also, the Flames have looked a lot better, quote-unquote, hey, let's slow down here. They were (laughs) hot garbage to the start of the year. So looking better over the last two, maybe take it with a grain of salt, but they're winning. And I just want to leave it at this because this is where I'm not having this. This is the quote from the head coach. I like the move, but how about this? When asked about it, I thought Hubie had an off night, and when we went into the third period, we wanted to try to get a little bit more flow and went with the guys that we felt were going. That's what it all came down to, end quote. How about this when asked again? He's fine. Was it effort-related? Off night, shrugged Huska, downplaying it. That's Eric Francis of Sportsnet. A West Coast columnist that knows this team very well. If he's putting in words in his column steel saying downplaying it, we're not hearing the end of this situation unless there's one thing that he can do. Produce. And then we will talk about it in the other light. That's the only other way. Could it happen? (laughs) Of course. But he is going to really need to turn it around. And if this team continues to win and his role diminishes, What do you do with all of that money and all that contract? You can't put him on the third line steal. My goodness. This is something that I talked about Edmonton, Calgary winning games, at least that could get real messy if they start to slide once again. It has just been a rough situation for Jonathan
1: Huberdeau and the Calgary Flames so far. Actually, for the entire team, for both teams in Alberta right now, it's been a Thankfully, rough Thankfully we're not for this betting season. on them. Thank season God we're not betting on them. Maybe we will be Whoa. for these Thursday night bets. Before we get to big time bets though, I got I want to talk about these two trades from Minnesota Wild real quickly that were sure. today. Uh not much fantasy relation to it, but I just want to mention it. Hmm. Uh Minnesota Wild had two trades today. They receive a 2026 5th round pick and Adam Raska from the San Jose Sharks for Kalen Addison. Uh, Honestly, not a huge fan of that trade because I really like Kalen Addison uh, and what the potential he has, but obviously Sharks need a defenseman and they get a young stud in him. They also trade, uh, they also receive Zach Bogosian from the Tampa Bay Lightning for a 2025 seventh round pick. Mm. Uh, They just beef up their blue line, uh, you know, get a, a veteran presence on there. Um, you know, instead of Kalen Addison, and they've really found something in Brock Faber as well. So they just make a couple of uh, trade picks, as well as they get yeah. uh, a veteran defenseman to, on the, that third pairing. Yeah. Also just want to mention how great Pat Arun has been this season. Two goals, ah, seven assists for nine points. He already has 60% of the points he had from last year and only in 12 games. He's got 20 mm. shots, 14 hits, seven blocks. He's actually producing a lot on that third line with Joel Erickson-Eck and uh, and Marcus Foligno right now. So I just had to give a shout-out to my is, Wild
0: and Patrick. I was just going to say. Uh, they're doing good things. This is a little Minnesota Wild plug. But honestly, if Kalen Addison <laughs> starts to tick, uh, have an uptick in minutes, which obviously I think he is going to get. And look, yeah, the sharks are Sharks are hot garbage. But you and I have said digging into the trenches sometimes. I know right now it's not the time to do it with the sharks. <laughs> hey. You never know. You never know. He's got offensive capability. Quarterback in a power play is something that he's clearly able to do. It's a tough group to quarterback. But with though. that, yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Steele, hey, trades happen. You got to look at the opportunities that arise. That's just what you do as an astute GM, even if you're not really loving it overall. Thank you for the Minnesota Wild update. I would like to get the bets whenever you're ready. And we're going to be talking about those San Jose Sharks
1: very, very soon for big time. Uh-oh. That's a little bit of a tease, but this episode is also brought to you by Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you, re- you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from 5000 to $1.5 Parkview Advance can improve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's as much easier process than you might think. And we invite you, the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans, to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If if your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with the working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com to learn more. And thank Mm -hmm. you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit that subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. And flip, we're Mm going to show some support for our listeners today on Big Time Bets, hopefully giving them some winning tickets, winning parlays or winning bets, whatever you're looking at. Yep. I have... Uh, two picks that I want to start off with. Actually, if you don't mind, I'll just rattle off all three of my picks real quickly. Do it. And I'm going to start with that Edmonton Oilers-San Jose Sharks game. Obviously, it. it's been a rough go for the Edmonton Oilers. It's been a rough go for Connor McDavid recently. He hasn't looked mm. great since return. And honestly,
0: They're in those saying last you three they he could be games, hurt, Steele. You seeing that? He, he they're could. saying he might be playing through an injury, and I'm starting to maybe. It, that's what it. it's.
1: That's what it yeah. seems like yeah. to be.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I'm hopefully it's not a huge anyway, injury. It's something you battle through. Yeah. But I'm gonna start at that Oilers Sharks game. I'm gonna go to the Oilers puck line at minus one twenty five. This Boom. is the exact game the Oilers need right now mm-hmm, to just absolutely pump someone out there. Again, yeah. well, maybe it's a nine to one or nine to three type of game. Yep. Hopefully this gives some confidence to Stuart. Skinner nine to one.
0: I would love that. Yeah. would
1: love to see that. Hopefully it gives some confidence to Stuart Skinner in the crease so he can get his mojo back. Hopefully mm-hmm. Connor McDavid can get his mojo back. And that's where I go to my second pick McDavid. Maybe I, maybe I take a step back now that you mentioned the injury, but if he's in the game, McDavid over one and a half points in this sure. matchup against the San Jose Sharks. I see him taking over against this I hope very so. uh, bru- very bad team on the okay. Sharks on the West Coast, and he needs it. He's gone through. He's got one point in the last three games. That's a rarity for Connor McDavid. We've yes, never seen is. this pretty much since his rookie season. Even in his rookie season, he was elite. Um, But yeah, those are the first two picks. Oilers puck line minus one twenty five. McDavid over one and a half points. We'll get the odds out there an hour Mm, before puck drop, and then my last pick of the night, I'm going to take the Red Wings on the money line, minus 184 against the Montreal Canadiens. Lock of the night? Lock of the night. Red Wings are 7-2-1 in their last 10 games against the Canadians. Red Wings. Sorry, that's not my lock of the night. Lock of the night is Oilers' puck line. Okay, my bad,
0: my bad, my bad. Thank you. And we have two of the same picks. So this breakdown is going to be very short and sweet. Let me start with the one that we do not have the same. The Arizona Coyotes are already impressing. Six, five, and one. And I know you and I throw out a lot of predictions on this show. But we one do. of the ones that I'm going to happily stand by is that we both had this Arizona Coyotes team on the come up. Both goalies are playing pretty solid. The backup in Ingram, I saw a stat 5-1-0 oh, or something like that with a nine thirty or something like that. Same percentage. This team is already impressing early. And when you take a look at their last 10 meetings against the St. Louis blues points in eight of 10 games, including six (laughs) victories. So hit me with the money line, Arizona on the road. Plus money as well. Steel. I'll take plus money with the better team. Yeah. Right now all day. This my last two picks, including my lock of the night are the same two that you had the Edmonton Oilers track record against the San Jose sharks. 9-1-0 in their last 10 meetings against the Sharks. And six of the eight wins, sorry, six of those nine wins by two or more goals. So hit me with the puck line bet on the Edmonton Oilers. Minus 125, my lock of the night steal. The Detroit Red Wings. Look, the Montreal Canadiens started the season hot. They have come back to earth in a very big and nasty way. Well, and look. Four, four straight losses for the Canadians? Four straight losses. Thank you, Steele. And the first two were close. Vegas yeah. by one goal, 3-2. The second one, Arizona, 3-2. But then you get the doors blown off by St. Louis, 6-3. And then Tampa lays a licking on him. The three-headed monster in net with Primo. Jake Allen and Montembeau was working at the start of the year, but now all of a sudden they're not making saves as much. And the holes in this defensive lineup are showing. We like what's going on a little bit up front for the Canadians, but they need a whole lot of work on that back end. He'll get there, Steele. It's coming, but it's not happening yet. So we're going to fade this Montreal team in a heavy, heavy way. Detroit on the money line is my lock of the night. And let's also remember, as you mentioned very astutely, the Red Wings have points in eight of their last 10 against the Canadians. So hit me with the Red Wings money line minus 170 as my lock of the night. I absolutely love when we're on
1: the same page and we've got two of the same bets out here. So that Whoa. makes me even more confident going in with these big time bets for Thursday night. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in. Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes, listening to it on the way to work, at the gym, going for a walk, doesn't matter. Tune in every single day, 7 o'clock in the morning. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.